Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This. Well, we should testing? actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. And I think also, will I spike it more because I'm up a level from you, or is that not how it works? I think, no, 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 because I feel like with that audio that we have, you are up a level. You're up two okay. levels, actually. Uh-huh. But that's okay, because for whatever reason, just the way it's working. However, when I listened to it, it on your headphones, it sounded better than it had been sounding anywhere else. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's also a good thing. You know what I mean? Speaking cool. Of, speaking of good things, you seem a lot happier. Oh, yeah. I've been in a great mood recently. So um, it's really got to be the weather. You really think so? Because nothing else makes sense. And like, I know a lot of people are like that. You know, they get a little depressed in the um, winter, right, right. into the fall and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. Then in the spring, the weather right. gets better. They snap out of it and feel better. Yeah. Like, I never really felt that way. I never had that sort of seasonal thing. But this year, now that the weather's changing it, I'm feeling it big time. Yeah, I could definitely tell. It was good that when, we, when we got together today, I could say that you were a little bit more jovial. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Big, definitely it, more. Seasonal depression is an actual thing, though. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, uh, mean... seasonal affective disorder, they call it. Oh, well. <laughs> so thank SAD, you, Professor. sad. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah, with the spring, I think everyone's going a little crazy. The headlines themselves being one of them. Oh, big definitely. <laughs> Freaking United Airlines, you hear about <laughs> that this That was thing? something else, huh? I... You know, it's funny because, I mean, the whole situation is not funny at all. But when hearing the headlines, it's all like, you know what? You know, this is this is ridiculous. Like, I, you know, and you know this for a fact, I hate with a passion flying. You I, hate flying. I don't. We like, already know how you feel about driving. You hate flying. <laughs> I just don't is like there, transportation. Like, like, like what, what kind of movement suits you? I, I know from personal experience, you sure as hell don't like walking. So what kind of movement works for you i like trains trains are actually yeah, okay, really cool yeah trains are great so you just want to go like only trains I, I would, actually I, I, I would support that yeah if i were the dictator nothing but trains dude that's what i'm saying like i really like the idea of a train like it's just yeah. it's romantic it's, it's, it's romantic it's like aesthetic it looks nice it feels nice You're, it's very relaxing you got a lot of room that's what i'm i think trains had it right at the at, at yeah, one point in we, time we we definitely have regressed as a people yeah we, we've gotten off onto the wrong track here oh i see what you did very there. very much intended very I much see. intended <laughs> So, yeah, I hate flying. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, I don't like the idea of taking my shoes off in front of random strangers yeah, uh-huh. without getting paid to do it. Um, I don't like being frisked, again, without the compensatory, uh, you know, reimbursement for yeah, such Yeah, they got to pay for that. I yeah. understand. So, and, and just in general, it's a stressful period. I, I never, I mean, people... Well, you've flown a lot more than yeah. me. I've only flown once, and I kind of enjoyed it. I don't know. I kind of liked the ambiance of an airport. But again, I've only done it once. I bet if you do it a lot, right. it gets tiring. Like you get over it. Oh, fast, totally. I and, and I honestly do believe that it really depends on the airport too. Like Philadelphia's international airport. Yeah, it's notoriously it's, bad, isn't it? I, but I, I always thought I was just being sensitive. Literally, like I've, I looked into it as I got older, and businessmen say they, and these are guys that travel oh, yeah. a lot. Uh-huh. They say how much Philadelphia International Airport sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know it's 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 amazing how different it is. I've been to I've been to Chicago. I've been to Miami. Uh, where, where else? What was your best? I mean, I know you've been all over the world. Right, right. So, what was your best airport experience? What, or at least like a couple in the top tier? What were the I, best airports? I, I'll say this: I I really did 
like um, Japan's uh, uh, airport, Narita's airport. Uh-huh. They, they, Tokyo, it, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That that was that was nice. Um, Chicago was good. Really? <clears throat> yeah, Chicago actually was pretty nice. It was hmm. it wasn't stressful at all. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like, God, I don't know. I just feel like I, I didn't feel any in Europe strike you in, in any sense. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I flew in and out of Berlin. I think that's what it was. And then I think Frankfurt too. Um, they weren't they, they weren't that drastic to be honest with you. Okay. I was I was in London. Uh, London was actually nice. Yeah, actually, London was really nice. Hmm. It's, it's mostly I think going to uh, like transfer flights. I really don't count as like bad experiences one way or the other. It's yeah, really like the, 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 the initial getting on the flight. Um, I'm in the Newark. Uh, in the United States Newark. as well, uh-huh. and that wasn't so terrible. It's really just Philly. You really think Philadelphia could do better than Newark? You, you, <laughs> you'd really, you'd really hope so. You would but hope I guess so. not. You would hope so. No, and I feel like too in the end, like it, it really comes down to um, who. Uh, I really feel like maybe they pay people differently in different cities. I will say that internationally, that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, that but could I, be I always wonder if it's different because Philadelphia, you know, socioeconomic status is not needing of a certain pay or something of that nature i really or or no, but you just talked about how great newark and chicago are that yeah, can't no, be that right. can't be but i don't know what the hell's wrong with philly like i love yeah. my, i love philadelphia mm-hmm. i just i think their airport's garbage um, so i mean speaking of off the wrong track now we're on the wrong oh we're on air off trip right, right. landing strip yeah, right right so we were talking about united, united air, right, 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 right. <laughs> guy <laughs> guy gets kicked off right, right? Yep. well you g- give the story. I know you're really animated. About I, I this know story, you're right. So I just, I just you get give off topic us the rundown. So so the point is, is like the guy gets um, goes on United. United then says uh, we're overbooked, and this happens a lot. Interestingly, uh, actually, let me interject there. I was going to say, as we're trying to get back on yeah. topic, like, no, 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 actually, no. I want to get off topic. This again. is an interjection okay. on topic. Okay. The way I understood it is, it's not even necessarily that they were overbooked as far as passengers go. Yeah. They needed to transport some of their own employees. Yes, yes, So yes. they were perfectly booked for paying customers. Right. But they decided they needed to transport their own employees. Yeah. So they had to kick off paying customers. So it's even significantly worse oh, for sure. than if they were just overbooked sure. with regular customers. For sure. And that's the thing, too. It's like they could have just hired, a, rented a car uh-huh. for 100 bucks or whatever. Because oh, yeah. I think it was going from Chicago to Kentucky. It was like a 300-mile trip or something uh-huh. or other. Um, long story short, they, 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 want, they had to ask for volunteers. No one wanted to. They were going to pay uh-huh. them up to $800. No one said they wanted anything. And then they started like picking "quote unquote" at random. Yeah, which uh-huh. really what it comes down to is they were trying to find who had a lower priced, uh, lower priced ticket. Oh, was, then, was that how they that's found how they out? Do it, really? They, do, do you think they randomly chose people within first class to get off board? I guess not. No, huh? of course not. They saw who paid for what mm-hmm. and who was a frequent flyer and all these other things. And then, oh wow, yeah. so it wasn't random at all. No, I no, mean, no, is no, this no. just speculation? Or no, this is, this, is what they do. This, this is, is what, in the record. This is what they do. This is what they do. And because because they, they don't want to tick off like people that are probably going to fly back with you. Yeah, United, exactly. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, so then. Unfortunately for this uh, uh, Asian American gentleman, who, mind you, is almost seventy years old, he was mm-hmm. he, the guy didn't look that. Old. Kudos to this guy. I don't know what he's eating. Yeah, I his mean, workout regimen. He did not look. 70. He looked like forty, fifty yeah, for was, sure, he was, but he, he didn't was, look he was, seventy. He was doing well for himself. He's a doctor, so what do you th- yeah, what do you think? Uh-huh. Um, anyhow, they had him randomly selected, and he didn't want to go, and it turned into this altercation, physical altercation, where they oh, yeah. they literally drug him, dr- drug dragged him off the plane. And, and- it's ridiculous to because w- I mean, okay, they went up to eight hundred dollars. Yeah, 
if they went up another three, four, five hundred dollars, which they someone would have jumped oh, yeah, at dude, it. If it was, if it was, if it was, how a... much money did this cost him? Just oh, this guy. God, they refunded the entire flight for every single. They refunded passenger. the flight. They're gonna pay this guy a couple million. million yeah. Just They're going to have le- tons of legal costs. <laughs> oh, God, the yeah. PR is terrible. Oh, yeah, they, Overall, if you like tried to monetize this, what, like $10 million <laughs> yeah. in total not, damages? Well, the stock went down a billion, actually. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not screwing with you. Like, so, this is, this is, so, yeah. you know, But you know, I think what I think to take from this is this. Like, I feel really sorry for this fella. I really uh, do. No, actually, I don't feel sorry for him. Yeah, it's unfortunate that he got beat up and dragged off the plane. This guy's going to get millions of dollars. <laughs> All right, let's, you can beat me up on a plane, on TV, this ladies whatever, and gentlemen, this for is, a couple he, million dollars. He's, uh, he's now offering to get paid to get beat up Anyone now. out there, I mean, that might attract the wrong attention, but anyone out there <laughs> who wants to beat me for incredibly large sums of money... I'd do it. All right. Is it, well, yeah. I don't feel bad for this guy at all. I envy him. Uh, well, like, in yeah, that man. context, yeah, but I feel no, like... I, I feel... I feel like... Here's the thing. Here's the problem. It wasn't voluntarily done. It was like, a, it, he was not... Yeah. Vol- he didn't volunteer for Listen, this. you're right. It's a, It was a bad thing to do, but do I personally feel like sympathy as in, man, I feel bad for that guy. Man, that guy got a rough break. No, that guy won the lottery. No, well, it, it, I guess that's a perspective to take. I think you don't feel... I feel like I feel like being brutalized in such a manner, un, um, it, it, not voluntarily, is the problem at hand. Of course, it's a problem. But you said the poor guy, and I just had to say, wait a minute, this guy is now the absolute opposite of poor. You, if anything, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Monetarily, you are correct. Now, that being said, though, um, looking at it in this perspective, you know, I feel bad for the guy, obviously. But I think what really strings a chord with so many people as well is the fact that we hate everybody hates the airlines. Like we've been oh, yeah. since uh-huh. 2001, yes. everyone has hated the airlines. Like uh-huh. and I mean it's not all the airlines fault. A lot of the stuff that, you know, gets people really fed up with air travel right. is of course the security, which of course isn't any matter of oh, private it does airlines. nothing. Actually, TSA does literally nothing in regard like all that security crap they're going uh-huh. through does nothing to protect you it's all facade just to make you feel it's safe could be it, no no it truly it doesn't uh-huh. the majority of terrorist attacks that were stopped were done by intelligence taken before the flight took off mm-hmm. the shoe bomber for example yeah he literally got on the plane did all the other things and if it's a you know he he went through tsa you yeah. know what i mean well now that kind of that really brings up a question because now you could say Okay, nothing's been foiled because no one's really tried it. If they didn't know the security was so thorough, maybe a lot more people would be trying it. Perhaps, but let's be honest here. It's 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 fair enough. To me, I just hate okay. the airport system and flying in general. Mm-hmm. And I just I just think this poor guy got the ringer and I really hope that United goes bankrupt for it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I hear I, you. And and the fact that plane flights in general cost so much freaking money. Oh, it's 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 so stupid. Well, it is it's a not, lot cheaper fuel. than it used it's to not, be. It, Eh, not it's actually well, has, it's by been, used to be i mean like decades yeah well no 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 actually if you look at it so definitely first off, man. First off fuel definitely. costs fuel costs have been staggeringly low for the past oh, yeah. couple thanks years, to okay? fracking thanks to fracking well maybe like literally thanks to fracking i mean you can well, hate fracking but that that's why the, the oil is as low as it is slowing down in general though the, that's China true has that, not been using as much yeah, fossil fuel yeah and so, so commodities driver. aren't as in demand right but, right the, and I mean the operative force in getting the world price of oil down so low, was the advanced fracking. You can hate fracking for environmental reasons. 
fine. But that is the reason oil costs are so low right now. Right. Well, the point I'm trying to make is this, is that in the end of the day, in the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay. I feel like the price for fuel has been decreasing. And because of that, so should my ticket. And I should be paying for extra baggage. Oh, yeah. I agree. And but, of course, you, you know where that money's going. Freaking, freaking. Right in the, the, the executives' drops. pockets. Yeah, Gu- yeah, gumdrops. Gumdrops, lollipops for the board meeting. <laughs> they got three different flavors now. <laughs> They're ordering cappuccinos. Ooh, cappuccino. Actually, I don't like cappuccino. I like espresso. Okay. Espresso, not espresso. Espresso. Correct. Um, but yeah, so in the end of the day, you know, that was a big news story, and it's getting blown out of proportion. Um what do you call it? In the sense that his background is uh, being used against him. I which- know. I I have read what you're referring to. I was reluctant to bring it up because obviously it sounds real bad, and I can't say that I had all looked into it to make sure it's true or not. Well, supposedly, you know, they, long story short is that they were trying to find ways to make the guy look like he's a mm-hmm. bad person, which his past is literally nothing to do with. What happened? He was treated mis- unfairly, uh-huh. and and because of this, you know, uh, I, I feel like that that alone just shows how disingenuous. Although United he, has been disingenuous the entire, you're, entire okay, you're right. Entire now thing. let me say something maybe a little more controversial. You're totally right. United did it was terrible for United. It was awful. The whole system was completely ridiculous. Right, right, it's right. a travesty. Really, you're going to let it get to that, and I'm talking about the guy. You're really going to let it get to that? I mean, yeah, you're getting screwed over. Yeah, it really sucks. But, I mean, if it's at the point where they got to call armed security and they're about to drag you physically off the plane, no, seriously, it's not fair, and yeah, you got a rough break, but... Everyone gets rough breaks a lot in life. You really don't got to let it get to that level. I, th- I feel like Just this. stand up and get off. I, I it don't sucks. Know. Well, but... we don't know. We, I honestly don't know enough about the situation why he really had to leave. But I don't think I think I think he was in his right to be annoyed. And I, and I think they could have handled the situation oh, yeah, completely for sure. differently. For sure, it's and their fault. You know no what I mean? Like if they it. wanted to pursue him legally later on. Then fair enough, let mm-hmm. it be done. You know what I mean. Yeah. However, and then they could have found some other alternative to this. But I, I, I get where you're coming from. Where you know you feel like you should have just left and not have it escalated to this. Yeah, definitely. But you know, I, I, I feel like in the end of the day, if it if that's not a decision that he really should be making, if he's not doing anything quote unquote wrong, the airline should have done something completely different. And then if they wanted to go back and see him in a legal sense, you didn't do what we asked you to do, here are the ramifications, then they would have that as an option. No, it's true, but still, I mean, honestly... Well, I've heard the perspective, for sure. No, I get it. At a certain point, point, even when you are in the right, right, you can be unreasonable. Possibly, but then again, at the same time, I don't know. I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on this one, okay. my friend. You know, but here's I mean, this thing, guy, hey, one... he, he won the lottery on this one. <laughs> here's one thing: I wonder what could have stopped and de-escalated this situation. Okay, out of the whole time, all those passengers are watching it uh-huh. happen. Yes, why didn't one person offer the security a Pepsi? Because that's from a what, really, from what I've seen really from great question. Timothy uh-huh. James, that's all. Um, I, that's I, all I, you need. You need the Pepsi. I think Pepsi would have solved any civil injustice. Yes, I agree. And I, I hope you know what I'm referring to. Oh right? yeah. So there was the big <laughs> Pepsi ad. By yeah. the way, very, very interesting. Um, a breakdown I read. I read the other day where a you know a market research firm did some extensive you know research public opinion polling on the um, Pepsi ad. So what did they find? The majority of people liked it significantly more people had a more positive view of Pepsi after seeing it 
then had a negative view of Pepsi after seeing it. Right. So we're, we're talking about this Pepsi ad, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if any of you have heard of this so far, but long story short, the idea of this ad was civil injustice going on. Uh-huh. People are protesting, but they're representing all the different types of individuals in American society. Many in a context of a racial stereotypical trope. So, for example, to represent the uh, Asian American community, you had this Asian American man playing a cello, uh, and not yeah, yeah, he was playing a cello in in in, in the in the in the commercial. Like so, the stereotypes Asians can't play cello. No, 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 no. But I feel like there's a stereotype that they're listen. If, if you're if you're really if no, you're no, 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 really this was looking, the argument that was being used. Hear me out. Hear I me know out. the argument. Okay, so, and it's stupid. But go ahead. Uh, individuals of African American descent were hip hop dancing. In, in in this film, I mean, uh, in this commercial, uh, and just the blatant—I don't know, like just just there's a lot of everybody in there, which to an extent, okay, seriously, listen, hold up, go hold ahead, up, go ahead. To an extent, that's fine, you know what I mean. But at the same time, what were they advertising in the end? It was a it was Pepsi. a sugary, you know, concoction that's bad for your health. Who first cares? off, first off, okay, and also the homage they were making was. Towards Black Lives Matter, excuse me, Black Lives Matter movements, uh, LGBT uh, movements uh, that are going on, gender equality movements that are going on, uh-huh. and uh, having this commercial go and escalate to this big grand finale where you have the armed forces in front of you, and then at the end, one of the Kardashian relatives or whatever—I don't even know her name. Who cares? Uh-huh. One of the Kardashian girls came up to these armed men. And gave them a Pepsi, and then the revolution or the the march had been resolved. And because of that gesture of Pepsiisms, they were able to just stop the strife in America society. Okay, I, I think Is we're that... the. I feel like again, the idea was this: all things are trivial and can be solved with love and Pepsi. And I feel like because of that, that's why they got the flack because they they were making it seem like such a small matter that can be solved in in, in a jocular way with a soft drink. And I think that's what pissed people off about this advertisement. Like they were de- demeaning the movement and the and the struggle that has been taking place. So okay, I, is that your discourse? That is my discourse. Okay, here's my it's... discourse. Here's my discourse. Okay, here's your discourse. There was nothing wrong with this ad at all. <laughs> this is what advertisers do all the time. They take, you know, contentious major issues that people that exist in the consciousness and that people care about, and they incorporate that into their branding and into their advertising. That happens all the time. Of course, you remember the Coke song, right? I'd love to teach the world to sing to give the world a Coke, right? Yeah, that was a great. All the people, yeah, all the people from around the world, different cultures, dressed as representatives of that culture, right? You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. All singing, drinking Coke, and. It's a completely iconic ad. Everyone loves it. It's like, you know, whenever you watch a documentary about, you know, the mid-20th century or whatever, or the post-war years, they always play that very prominently. It's a well-beloved ad. It's, you know, a pretty significant part of our popular cultural heritage at this point, right? And you could very easily say, if you wanted to be some postmodern academic writing your Foucault Derrida essays, right, that, oh, they are... My, my my god they are trivial trivializing the struggle for international cooperation and the peaceful coexistence of the races just to sell their disgusting sugary drink this is awful of course you can do that if you really want to be that postmodern guy who decodes how everything is an oppression or violence against some sort of oppressed group you can do that for literally 
everything. <laughs> That's the point of what academia does. It's total sophistry. There was nothing wrong with that ad at I, all. I, I and please, to... no, let me finish this part. That that um public research um about the public opinion of the uh, of the okay, ad that I was okay, citing. Enough, okay, full So you were saying, and this is what a lot of people were saying, right? It trivializes the concerns of minorities. It's white supremacism. It's racist. It's blah blah blah. Okay. Dismissing of different um ethnicities and stuff, okay, right? Okay. Guess what? Demographic breakdown of the um response to that ad. Who disliked it the most? White people. Obviously, precious white liberals getting offended on behalf of everyone else. Who liked the ad? Hispanics, Asians, and black people. I don't know. I, yeah. I'd be interested. Okay. But where's, that's what, that's who, the data. Who made this research? Um, Was it PepsiCo? <laughs> <laughs> no. It, it's out there. Um, the... Um, the, the most popularly shared article summarizing the results was from BuzzFeed. So I imagine oh, it, it has to be real. Okay, right? obviously it wasn't performed by BuzzFeed. Are you they sure were about summarizing that? the results. You, you, you know what? There was another soda. It was called Buzz Cola. Buzz Cola. You think there's a connection <laughs> here? The Illuminati. Illuminati. You're right. So uh, really, nothing no, wrong with I the ad. I get the whole idea. It's, it's ridiculous. Police. I'm sorry. It's totally I ridiculous. I personally did not find the this is just me speaking uh-huh. i didn't find the commercial that tasteful to be honest with you i it, found it perfectly t- well, I mean, then, it, it, well what do you mean by tasteful i didn't find it I one see, iota offensive i can see i can see how people would pretend to be offended no, by not it pretending listen i no, feel no, no, no. i feel how this can be i felt like it was a little demeaning I, I truly did. I felt like it was demeaning. That's what grad school is doing to you, David. You're becoming I, I this postmodern. I'm quite fine. And actually, my grad school had very little to do with that. If in you that say regard. so. It was mostly... And it doesn't matter. The point is, is the fact that I do not feel like that commercial was thought through into its larger extent. I mean, it wasn't... Like, if you compare it to the Coke thing. And, thing, and now the, I'm the just Coke talking... Thing, okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Too, you're, not, you're not solving the problem. You're not solving the problem that's going on in real life with the Coke product, with the co- old Coke commercial. Yes, it did. No, stop. It, it very stop. much portrayed no, it, it portrayed Coca Cola as facilitating world international I think, racial I don't think, ethnic harmony. I don't think that's what that harmony. Was. I don't think that's. What I that think it was. absolutely I, was. And if it were, it, were it absolutely so, it was, was explicitly. It was especially not as explicit as the Pepsi commercial was. Look, okay, if, let's if, be you, fair. if you want to talk let's be art, fair. if you let's want to talk fair. the artistic let's merit of this, let's be fair. The Coke commercial did not explicitly say our product will save the world or save from pro- protesting. Versus, neither, did, versus, neither did the Pepsi. It didn't explicitly it did. Actually, say anything. Yes, it, did. it implied it, it, it the same way the Coke. Gave a armed cop a freaking Pepsi, and then the, and then as if the revolution had been done. You know no, it mean? didn't. Yes, it it did. gave him a Pepsi to de-escalate and then, things. Did you see? Actually, see, everyone gets aside, along when they drink Pepsi, just track, like everyone gets along when they drink it, Coke. At the end of the commercial, when he got the Pepsi, and, and he then, just looks at the camera, <laughs> like like yeah, I did. Like it was so bad. It was just so bad. Okay. The whole thing was terrible. I don't like know. artistically, it wasn't great. I mean, the Coke ad, if you decontextualize it from all this stuff right, right. just looking at right. it as a media fair work enough, it's enough. great fair enough. the pepsi thing if you decontextualize it and just look at it as a media presentation it wasn't that great it wasn't so, a great ad. so 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 you're, what you're there saying there was me, nothing wrong with it well so you're saying to me that we should instead of dropping 2100 pound moab bombs mm-hmm. on afghanistan we should, that we should give them pepsi. a whole bunch of pepsi honestly that might help <laughs> Like, if these guys were drinking Pepsi 24-7, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to fit in a cave. So, there's your pro- There's your solution right there. Like, Give them... Just make them obese. Oh, they oh won't make gosh. caves. Trump is going to love this. We got to give these guys Pepsi. Coke and Pepsi. Coke and Pepsi. Coke and Pepsi. We'll make them so fat, they can't get in the caves. They can't fit in the trucks. They can't run away from us. 
Now, this is Trump's foreign policy, exporting sugary water to the rest of the world so that they're too fat to oppose us. Do you think that's not just what America is doing right now? That's exactly what America is doing. I think it's true, though. Like, um, I read an article because then I got really into this uh, whole anti-soda thing, and I really still am. By, um, you know, the, um, the doctrine of soft power? Where America would would export its culture to um yeah, 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 make yeah. different places more um co- congenial towards us. Right, 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 right. The softness was referring to fat. <laughs> like we're just gonna make them fat. Or soft drinks. <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna make them fat. So now they're just not yeah, gonna be able to. Yeah, the obesity rate in Mexico and do this. It's po- more it's po- more obese than yeah. than the United and, States. And then a lot of that actually, you know, there was this, these pictures of what's a daily diet for a family for uh-huh. a week, and there and and um there's a lot of. Pepsi and Coke. Oh you yeah, know what I mean, mm-hmm. and versus us, we have much let less because I think as we just spoke at this last podcast, that we as a, as a country have um, gone away from drinking sugary drinks, and it's more so bottled water. Yeah, we have, so especially we since we've been talking about being in Philadelphia on this very episode. That's um, true, yeah. you're, you're aware of the uh, Philadelphia sugary drink yeah, tax. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure exactly what the percentage is and everything, but it's definitely significant. Right. And here's the thing, though. It's not just soda. They taxed or- they tax orange juice. Mm-hmm. I know it's as unhealthy as anything else, right? right, right. But I want to drink orange juice in the morning sometimes. Mm-hmm. They tax soy milk. Soy milk? As- soy milk Why is, is a that? sugary... Who knows? Huh. But anyway, that was sort what of... What if you're day. lactose intolerant? Then you better get the That's heck out of Philadelphia. That's a lactose intolerant tax. Get the <laughs> hell out of Philly. We don't want your, your stinky fart kind around exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> we have cheesesteaks for that. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I I do think that that is um, what do you call it? Giving a good solution to all all strife in the world is giving soft drinks and coke and things of that nature. So uh-huh. um, it's funny too when I go to the like fast food restaurants, I, I always wonder, you know, when they when they ask when I ask for a coke and they say is Pepsi okay? Yeah. So, so like I I, I I I don't care. I don't think there's. I mean, there's a difference. Like nowadays, when I go to a restaurant and I want a coke or a Pepsi, mm-hmm. I just say I'll have a coke or a Pepsi. Yeah, because I know they're gonna have That's one. So or the much other. time though. I just just give me a coke and it's just be explicitly stated. Yeah, Pepsi's fine. I uh-huh. I, don't, I wonder if has anyone. So here's a question I have okay. to ask: Has there been a point where someone, when they had that response back saying, "Is Pepsi okay?" I 100 percent guarantee flipped, flipped out like I, and like said, "No, I need my Coca Cola." In the United States of America, I guarantee that has happened. So that's at where least this is several brought, million so times. This is where this is brought about, like, yeah, I wonder if it's actually too, um, maybe a, maybe a health risk too. Maybe what do you mean? They, well, for example, there's certain cheeses I can't eat, right? Okay, uh huh. So maybe there, perhaps some people because the, the, there's a specific. It's ingredient, possible. It's so that possible. could also I'm be. Sh- a, I'm sure there are people in the world to whom that applies. Huh. For sure. I just wonder I, when I that bet. when that became a trope, where it's like that's part of the, the the conversation you have with your people, like when you have someone ordering something, like for example, Dr Pepper. I would I would understand why someone would not want a Mr Pepper or Mr Mr Pib Mr Pib Mr Pib because Dr Pepper under- worked hard oh, for man. that PhD. Okay, yeah, in, but in listen, gastrointestinal studies. Yeah, but he's so pretentious. Exactly, I know. He's, he's a pretentious, pretentious guy. I get it. He's obnoxious. It's like. You know those people, you meet them, you call them Mr. Something, and they're like, excuse, not me, excuse you. I'm a doctor. Uh, Dr. Pepper. Mr. Pibb's more down to earth. I feel like he's, he's my a, he's kind a, of guy. He's, you're a Mr. Pibb kind of guy? He's my kind of guy. Sadly to say, though, given the fact that I'm a, somewhat of a classist, I, I am a bit of a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I know. You got that postmodern um, analysis going I on. I just feel, uh, well, I will say this. If ever and when I do get my doctorate, okay, I probably won't 
like correct others that I'm a doctor. No, I would never in no, a million I, years. I, like in general situations, that just seems a little. No, that's insane. That's like, totally but, insane. But you know, if I were to be a professor, I'd say. Here's call, the thing. I would say if I was a professor, though, I'd say to my students, call me doctor or professor, but never call me Mister. So, what do you think is more honorific, being called doctor or professor? Um. I don't know. I think I prefer professor. I think I like yeah, professor. Yeah, definitely. Like, let's say you're some guy, um, Jimmy Thompson. I think it would be much, Jimmy Thompson. Jimmy Thompson. God old Jimmy Thompson. Good, good, old, good old, good old, good old Jimmy, Jimmy T. <laughs> Jimmy T. Jim T. I think it would be much more honorific to be called Professor Thompson than Doctor Thompson Fair because enough. really any anyone can be a doctor, sort of. Right. But right, it's right, much right. harder to get a full professorship. Than to get a doctorate, right? No, and I get it, and I totally understand. Like, I feel like a professor does have a more of a prestige. Uh, uh-huh. I feel like in that regard. So, excuse me, but yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely would prefer professor over over doctor if I was in that situation. To be honest with you, <clears throat> but did you hear that uh, McDonald's actually has new sizes for Big Macs? I mean, this is not new. Oh, I thought but... you were going to say McDonald's now offers offers a doctorate program. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about the new McDonald's doctorate program? You can find out. How, uh, the precise precision of a McNugget cut. You learn all the different kinds of fries. <laughs> French fries. French fries. Salted French fries. <laughs> Non-salted French, French fries. French fries with ketchup. <laughs> Non-salted French fries without ketchup. <laughs> you learn oh, it God. all, man. No, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, but no. But the, anyway, the, the Big Macs, they, right? Yeah, they have three different types of Big Macs. So now. how does this work? How can... How can you have three different sizes of Big Macs? It's the Big Mac. Well, now they That's have a, what distinguishes I, it I from the like, other Macs. I feel like what they're doing is they're kind of mimicking the model that Burger King has been doing, like the son of the Baconator, the Baconator. Yeah, that was really dumb, though. Yeah, well, everyone... Who in the world wants to go to a fast food restaurant and say, <laughs> excuse me, may I please have to eat the son of the Baconator? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it just sounds stupid. So they got now like a Big Mac Jr., Okay, Big Mac Jr. Then they got the Big Mac. The Big Mac. Then and, and then they got the Big Mac. Then the Grand Big Mac. The Grand Big Mac. Yeah, and actually, the Grand Big Mac. The Grand Big Mac. The Grand Big Mac. Oh, oh, you want some of my meat? Wait, that's yeah. Wait, what? I don't know. Like, I just feel like the Grand Big Mac. And I did actually like it. it's five bucks though. Uh huh. Here's the thing: the old Big Mac used to be three fifty. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. And that was a good even medium for a burger price for a Big Mac. Yeah. Now they're four dollars, but now I could also get a three dollar Junior Big Mac or spend five dollars on for the, Grand, the Big Grand, Grand Big Mac. So essentially, they just raised the price of the Big Mac by four bucks now by that's fifty cents. Up, yeah. So that's I think that's what it was. It like, did, let's yeah. give them options, and then we'll exactly. take away the options but uh-huh. keep the old price. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, it, it does, and they're doing the buy one get one freeze away. Really, um, I haven't gone to McDonald's in a good while. Well, maybe you should get a. Le Grand Big Mac. So speaking of Le Grand Big Mac, oh, le grand. Sorry. en l'accent français, <laughs> there's a very interesting French election going on this year. Have you followed it? Uh, no. So the first one, <laughs> so I hope we don't bore our listeners too much with this, but if no one minds, I'm going to discourse on it. Go on. Length. Go on. I think, so, I, think, I think the Grand Big Mac would, would, would love it. <laughs> so, so next Sunday, or I guess... Who knows when, when you're going to be listening to this. But April 23rd, there's going to be the first round of voting. So here's how voting works in France. Oh, in in get ready for this, ladies and gentlemen. They have, like, a wide open field. Anyone can run. Usually there's a couple big candidates. Like a, a, literal, a literal field? Like a field, like a field goal? Un champ. Un champ. Okay. Oui, c'est vrai. Okay. So, like, literally a field. Like, like, an, like, a, like an Olympic field that like you run on. No. 
It's an open field as in a number of people oh, okay. enter in. Gotcha. Like in Got France, it. there's a lot of parties. So there's okay. a lot of candidates at first. Gotcha. If one person wins more than 50% of the vote, mm. they're president. Okay. It's never happened before. Okay. So what they do is the top two vote getters who have the top two most popular votes okay. go on to a runoff one-on-one election mm. two weeks later. Okay. So right now... Actually, there's a four-way statistical tie within the margin of error okay. for the first round of voting. There's a very interesting character by the name of Jean-Luc Mélenchon. Okay. He is the far-left leader. Okay. And he even came from a party that has a strong alliance with the communists. So to say he has a link to the communist party is totally 100% true. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, the American media likes to talk about him as their Bernie Sanders. Right, right, He's right. way more left-wing than Bernie Sanders. Go figure. And in the last, like, couple weeks, he shot up huge in the polls. Like, hmm. he's never performed like this before. Hmm. Then there's the other sort of fringe candidate, Marine Le Pen. Okay. Who is the leader yeah, yeah, yeah. of the very, um, very notorious Front National. Okay. A uh, far-right, could you really call it far-right nowadays? It's disputable. But definitely right-wing nationalist party. Okay. So... She she always has a shot to do very well in the first round, but in the second round, the vote's going to consolidate against her. So then we have the two more centrist candidates, a guy named Emmanuel Macron. He's a pretty interesting character. He's only 39 years old. He's the leader of his own self-made political party that he just made last year. Mm-hmm. And he's very centrist, you know, pro-business, pro-EU, right, right, right. also very socially liberal. If he gets into the second round, he wins, period. Really? But maybe he doesn't get there. Yeah, if he gets into the second round, he beats anyone one-on-one. Why do you think that is? Because he's a centrist? and because He's a centrist, and all the other um, candidates are disagreeable enough to enough different segments of the population hmm. that enough people would definitely consolidate around him hmm. to beat the guy who's more fringe, who they don't right, like. Right, 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 right. So if he gets to the second round, he wins, period. But the field's so close, he actually might not get to okay. it. And the fourth guy, a guy named um, Flu- uh, Francois Fillon, oh, okay. he's the conservative candidate, um, more conservative than usual for a conservative candidate, very like pro-market, pro-business, um, anti-welfare, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, but also very socially and religiously conservative. <laughs> And he's been mired in a scandal where um, it's alleged that he paid his wife with public funds as for um, being his assistant when he was in parliament for a job she didn't actually do. Sounds so, like politics at its finest. Exactly. So it's a very, very interesting year for French politics. Who do you think is going to win? Emmanuel Macron. Is that the bet. centrist? Yeah. yeah. Emmanuel Macron's going to win. And he's not the Bernie Sanders, though. No, not at all. Melanchon... If he gets to the second round... He'll give everybody watermelons? Yes, exactly. He beats... Uh, I'm running the platform as Melanchon. Melanchon. If I I win, every French woman and man will get one of my... There's going to be a whole chain of melons. (laughs) And we'll have a contest. You could eat as many water... Sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. Well, actually, that's very interesting. You know, in um, 1873... The um, king of France was about to abdicate his throne, right? Okay, yeah. So he had four children. Okay. And what, he was de- a watermelon? No, not n- <laughs> close. So he decided that he didn't know who was going to succeed him. Okay. So, so he, he had a watermelon contest. Exactly. He had a watermelon. No, no, he, he had a watermelon. No, you, I wouldn't lie. With me, he had no. a watermelon. They had so, a watermelon so you're eating telling contest. Me in 1865, 1870. That's, that's where the name Melanchon came from. No, no, back up, yeah, back up, dude, like, hold up. So like, Melanchon traces his family roots, right? To the watermelon eating contest of yeah, 1870-whatever. Yeah, like, okay. His, like, great-great-great-grandfather, right? Was the melon eater. Was 
an Irish, um, not Irish actually, German wanderer. Wandered from place to place, uh-huh. didn't, ha- didn't have a place of his own to go to, right? Okay. So he somehow found his way in Paris during this um, watermelon eating contest. <laughs> no one, like, he was such a nobody, he didn't even have a last name. He just knew his first name, okay. Roberto. 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 Melon shopping. Melon Sean. He got the name because the, the French king, you know, obviously, who's going to succeed him on the throne? Mm-hmm. Like, so much controversy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's backing someone. So he had to find an impartial observer. To judge the contest. Right. So he chose this nobody wanderer from Germany. Really? And from then on, they gave him the royal last name Melanchon. And what does Sean mean? I don't know. No one knows. So Melanchon. There's actually another very, very long story that explains that, but that's not going <laughs> But that's it. for another day, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about Melons on another <laughs> debut of Tim and the Dave. Dave show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I had no idea. Like... So who, just, 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 we're coming to a close, but who won that melon eating contest? Um, pretty sure that was Napoleon. That's how, that's Really? How. Napoleon? Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> no, that, no, that, shut up. Shut up, that, Tim. This is not true at all. This cannot possibly be real. Like, yeah, that, that's how so Napoleon, Napoleon there. Uh-huh. Napoleon wa- got the leadership of an entire nation. Because he won the melon eating because contest. Because he ate, now, oh God, France, why? Yeah, man. <laughs> this this could, why can't they just solve this presidential race with the melon with the melon eating contest? Yeah, seriously, it, it's been proposed, but um, you see, by melon shot. Yeah, in in actually 1893, they tried to do it again, <laughs> but it was a huge fiasco, and they said that was when um, what's his name? That that was how De Gaulle came to power, and after that, it was such a fiasco. De Gaulle said never again. You never thought of voting? Like it was just, just straight up melon eating. Just melon eating, yeah. So, now, and ap- that that's how democracy. That's how democracy came to France. They were like, <laughs> after that 1893 one, they were like, whoa, we got to find a better way than eating watermelons. Were they seedless? <laughs> no, are you kidding me? They didn't have seedless watermelons back oh, then. Oh, man. Oh, man. So there wait. were seeds all over the place. They were cleaning up Paris for like three months. <laughs> I can't do this. To- to- totally real. I can't do this. <laughs> oh. So, listeners, I'm glad you got your French history. Honestly, I don't know why most people don't talk about this when they talk about French history, but I think it's pretty important. Oh, God, Tim, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you next week, and I hope you enjoyed uh, our broadcast of uh, the Tim and Dave Show. Tim and Dave Show. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye.